Holy Spirit gave. So I want to make sure that everything that God gave to me that I will give to you. And if by chance Satan allows you to close your eyes, that means it was intended for you. And so therefore, you just missed it. Amen. So we just have to say, you know, ask each one of us to send the devil on away. <laughs> send him on away because I don't want to miss anything that the Lord has to say today. Amen, amen. <clears throat> We're going to start in the book of Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number 1 is where we're going to begin. And this morning, this, uh, you know me, I, I always kind of sit around home and <clears throat> wait and see what the Lord's going to give me and then uh, sleep when I can. And then I study when the Lord wakes me up. And then most times I'm sleeping in the day <laughs> and I'm awake at night. But whatever he does, whatever he says, it's, it's, he knows what's best. Amen. Genesis chapter number one. We're going to be talking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Last week we, we talked about the convicting of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Lord allowed us to deal with Psalms 51 dealing with David. And there were many discoveries that we won't share today uh, because of many things we shared last week, but there were some other things. And as the Spirit moved so, uh, <clears throat> moved so last week, <laughs> I, I, real, I came to realize and understand that some of the things the Lord had given me for last week, I mean, it has totally left my mind. I mean, I was messed up from the flow up. I was messed up from the flow up. I don't know about anybody else, but I was messed up. Amen. And we're thankful and grateful. But in Genesis, as we're talking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, in Genesis chapter number one, very familiar verse that we've dealt with uh, over the past month. <clears throat> and so the Lord takes me back there once again. And you're just going to have to follow me close. Uh, we're just going to teach his word. Looking at verse number 26 in Genesis chapter number 1. Now, uh, verse number 26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion, very important word there, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Heavenly Father, bless your word. I thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. We have dealt with the image and the likeness over the period of time in the past months, and I pray that you've revisited many of the scriptures. But I want to deal with this word dominion here because not only are we in the image of, of God and, and, and his likeness, but he also says to give man dominion over the things of the creation. Now, the Hebrew word, well, let me go to the English, the English translation of the word uh, dominion. The English translation for the word dominion is rulership. But when you deal with the Hebrew meaning of the word dominion, and this is, this is beginning to blow me away, it means sovereignty, and sovereignty means supreme power. It also means government and governor. And a governor is over a 
territory. So when I looked at that word dominion, I said, okay, God, help me to understand what you are saying here. He says, I gave man, Adam, I gave him sovereignty. I gave him supreme power. And, and doing that, 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 um, him saying, you know, you know make you, make, let, us, let us make man in our image, in our image and in our likeness. He said, I also want to give him supreme power, sovereignty. And he also says, I want to make him a governor. And a governor has to be a rule over a territory. And, and, and what came to my mind, I got to thinking about the 50 states, how they're broken down and how you have the federal government. And so when you deal with the states, the states are supposed to be in line with the federal government. They're supposed to be saying the same thing. They're not supposed to be saying something separate. But, but when the Lord brought forth the heavens and the earth, not only he had the heavens in mind, but he had the earth in mind. See, there's no way in a kingdom, a kingdom can have two kings. So when he began to uh, bring forth man and give him sovereign power, then he gave earth to man. Now, and the Bible talks about in Psalms uh, 115, verse 16, the word of God says, The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. So then I said, okay, Lord, what what really happened? What's more there in this verse number 26? God's beginning to say, he said, Adam lost some other things. He says, Adam lost the Holy Spirit. You see... When, 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 when they were in the garden with, with, with God, they were immortal. I want you to remember that. They were immortal. They was in an immortal state, okay? They were not mortal as man is now. They were in an immortal state. So Adam lost what we needed, and, and what we needed was the Holy Spirit. That's what he had. He lost that. Not only do he, did he lose his place with the Father, but he lost that Holy Spirit. Because, see, the Holy Spirit, and we're going we're gonna to follow the trail. The Holy Spirit is what we have now that leads in God and directs us. And I'm getting ahead of myself, okay? The next thing that happened in, in the garden when man sinned, and this got me, and, and this came to me this morning, Okay? Death was instituted when man sinned. When Adam was created, he was immortal. There was no death to him. There was, he, was, he was to be living with God, living in a state of immortality. But when sin came on board, it instituted death. Death you know, we've often talked about death being our passageway, our passageway to the kingdom, to the Father. But this morning when God began to speak to me about death, he said, Brenda, go to the book of Revelations. And I don't think, I know I don't have this up there. Now, in the book of Revelations in chapter number 20, you can write this down, it talks about death and hell. 
being cast into the lake of fire. So if he's going to do away with death, if he's going to cast death and hell into the lake of fire, that must mean death, uh, death ended up causing a problem so he had to get rid of it. In order for us to get back to that place of immortality, then death, which limits us to a certain degree, has to be getting, gotten rid of. Are you following me? Are we understanding? Now, one of the most important things we need to understand that on earth, the most important thing that we need is the Holy Spirit. And the next thing is the most important thing that we lost, and I understand Jesus came to save sinners. I understand that. But the Holy Spirit also had to be brought forth because of what had happened. Now, we lost the Holy Spirit. The most important thing that man lost when he sinned was the Holy Spirit. The next thing is the solution to all of earth's problems is the Holy Spirit. And the greatest promise of God that was made to man is the promise not only of eternal life, but the promise of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now you follow me. All right, now let's go to Genesis chapter number 8. Genesis chapter number 8. Genesis chapter number 8. Because, see, Adam became mortal after he sinned. He became mortal after he sinned. Before that, he was immortal. All right? Now, in Genesis chapter number 8, and we're going to look at verse number 6. This is after the flood. This is after the flood. Okay? Remember now, the Holy Spirit, he is our guide right now upon this earth. He's our guide. Now, in Genesis chapter number 8, <clears throat> verse number 6, and it says, And it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Verse number 7. And the Bible says, And he set forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters was dried up from the earth. Now, a raven is that unclean animal, that unclean, that unclean bird, that, that raven. But God can use unclean things to feed us. He can, he can use unclean things because he used that, that raven to feed Elijah, okay? Now, verse number 8 says, watch verse number 8. Stay close with this. Verse number 8 says, also he sent forth a dove from him. To see if the waters was abated from off the face of the ground. The dove is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It also represents peace. Okay? Now, he says, he sends forth a, for, sends forth a dove from him to see if the waters was abated from off the face of the ground. Verse number 9. Verse number 9, Genesis chapter 8 says, uh, But the dove found no rest. For the sole of her foot. And she returned unto him into the ark. For the waters was on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand. And he took her and he pulled her in unto him into the ark. 
I'm going to read the next three verses here, verse 10, 11, and 12. Now, it says, And he, meaning the dove, stayed yet other seven days. And again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And, and verse 11 says, And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters was abated from off the earth. And verse 12 talks about, And he stayed yet other seven days, and he sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. What is the Lord saying there? What is he trying to reveal to us? What is he trying to show us? See, he's, the raven goes to and fro, just like the devil. He goes to and fro. But when it comes down to the dove, when it comes down to the Holy Spirit, he could not find a place of rest for the sole of his feet. He couldn't find rest. And so when we tie that in to our today's life, we have to understand that everybody, contrary to what they teach, don't have the Holy Spirit. You see, when, 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 this is how we know that, that, that we have the Holy Spirit. Or, and this, he's illustrating here about the Holy Spirit, how the dove goes out and comes back. Think about how many times the Holy Spirit has tried to come up into the church houses. And he had to leave because he was not able to rest. He couldn't land. See, last week, woo, he landed last week. He landed last week. Last Sunday, the Holy Spirit landed in this place and took full control. See, we are so structured and so timed that it does not give the Holy Spirit time to work. See, the Holy Spirit is trying to find a place where he can sit and rest. We got him on clock. We're ready to go at 12. We're ready to go at 11.30. And some of us ready to go before we even get here. But the Holy Spirit, he wants to take time to land. And if he can land, oh my God. Can you, you can't, I don't know about y'all, but I had some transformation that took place in me last week. Dr. Manley called it a corporate healing. That's because we allowed him to land in the place. And when he landed in the place, he landed on his people. He rested for a while. Boy, it was awesome. Mm. If you happen to have went to sleep last week, you missed it. Because <laughs> he did a mighty work last week. So, so, and not only was he, oh, the Holy Spirit, he searches. He searches where he can land. Who is open? I, I heard the sister say this morning about them gates. And I said, preach, sister. See, when we open ourselves up. He can come in and, and he can land and he can do some things in us. He's, he's searching for a vessel. Let's make it personal. He's searching for a vessel where he can come and land. 
to rest the sole of his feet. And I said, my Lord, what was he searching for? And then the Lord says to me, he's a searching for the anointing. I'm like, okay, God, he's searching for the anointing. He said, what he's really searching for, he said, the word, if you look at it, the word anointing uh, derives from the word Christ. Christ means the anointed one. So he's really searching for the God in you so he can land there. Wow. Do we have the God in us? Are we allowing him to land Oh, boy. Boy, we've had a time this week, me and the Lord. Yeah. He's looking for the anointing. He wants to land. He's looking for the Christ in you. He's looking for the Christ in me. He just wants to land. Commune. Okay. We're going to move on. Got a lot to tell you here. Now, let's go. Let's go. Are we we're doing all right now? Y'all getting some stuff? Okay. Nobody sleep, right? Okay, all right, all right. Try to make sure nobody missed nothing. All right, let's go to the book of St. John. St. John, chapter number 16. St. John, chapter number 16. St. John, chapter number 16. And we want to look at verse number 13. So you've got to understand that. I'll read it. Verse 13 says, How be it when he, talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is calm, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not, watch this, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. You see, the Holy Spirit, he gets his orders from up top. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not here to, to, to bring glory to himself, but he's here to bring glory to Jesus. And he says, the Bible says, for he shall not speak of himself. Boy, we need to learn from that, don't we? Because most people like to boast and promote themselves. But the job of the Holy Spirit is not to speak of himself, no matter how powerful he is. He is the governor here upon the earth. He's over this territory, and he had to become governor over this territory. Because after all, we do know that the kingdom is really like a government. We're going to get to all that. We're going to get to that. Now, go to John 14. St. John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse number 26, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Verse number 26, St. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. You see, this is the most greatest promise that God gave us. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father, Jesus is speaking, whom the Father was send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. 
whatsoever I have said unto you. See, the Holy Spirit, he is designed to bring all things to our remembrance. He's designed to teach us. See, man, when God put man here upon the earth, this territory called earth, it had to have a governor. And that governor is the Holy Spirit because he governs. Okay? Now, let's go now. Let's go now to Acts chapter number 1. Won't be with you before you long because that's why I tell you to stay close. Amen? Acts chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number two first. <clears throat> verse number two in Acts. I'm talking about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter one, verse number two. It says, until the day in which he was taken up, talking about Jesus. It then it says, after that he threw the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. See, the apostles got their, their assignment, the commandments, from the Holy Ghost. That's where they got their orders from. Then we drop down, dropping down now to verse number 4. Now, this is why we, we have to understand that we don't... Do not need to be in a hurry. Amen. Verse number four in, in the book of Acts, chapter number one says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, a place of peace. We do not want to be in a place of chaos within our inner being. And then he says, then he gives this. He says, but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he, ye have heard of me. Wait for the promise. See, the Holy Spirit is a promise from the Father. Okay? Now, verse number 5, verse number 5 says this. It says, for John, Jesus is speaking, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. So what he's instructing them to do is you got to wait on it. That's why, that's why when he can't find a place to land, and, 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 and we don't tarry like they used to do in the old days. We used to tarry. I don't know if y'all young folk know what tarrying means. Tarrying means to wait. <laughs> we, we used to wait. For the, for, the, for the Holy Spirit to come. We used to wait. We didn't get in a hurry. But oftentimes, right now, we're in such a hurry. We're up and going, and the Holy Spirit said, I want to land, but they, they was ready to go. Mm. Okay. All right. Look at verse number 8 in Acts chapter number 1. Now, Acts chapter 1, verse number 8 says, Watch what happens now when you receive the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Ghost. They're the same. Watch what happens, what the, what the Word says. Verse number 8 says, but ye shall receive what? Wait a minute. Do they have Acts chapter 1, verse 8 up there? 
Is it up? Do y'all have power? You got some power? Okay. I don't know now. Okay, verse 8 says, but ye, because Jesus is telling them, when you go, when you, to receive my promise, you just wait there. He says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now you got Holy Ghost, you got some power. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen. You see, the problem with the church is we don't exercise the gift that God has given us. See, he's given us, he's, the word of God lets us know we can lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. But our faith is not to the place where it needs to be. I remember a time when Jonita was small. We didn't know nothing about no medicine. We didn't know nothing about no medicine. And now, well, maybe I need to put it this way. We didn't take no medicine. We just prayed. We laid hands on them. And next thing you know, they recovered. She recovered. Well, whatever, I don't care what the ailment was. I don't care if there was problem with the stomach from the mountain or whatever, or where you was an earache. If your faith was in operation, then all of a sudden you believe God so strongly, you let... We need to start laying hands on our own self and stop making the doctors rich. Because, see, you got power. You got power to do this. He says now, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We need to learn how to. Don't call, the Bible says, call those things that are not as though they were. We need to call some things into existence. Because, see, we got to understand, we got to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us. And he wants the land. He, I'm going to show you all something. He, he wants the land, okay? Now, let's go. We're almost done. Let's go to Acts chapter number 2. I found some interesting things here. See, that's why we got to learn to study the Bible, not read the Bible, and, and not allow it to lay there all week long collecting dust and never pick it up. Because oftentimes that's what we do. But see, we want, we want the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We want, we want him. We want him to land in us and operate through us so we can see our world healed, people around us healed. Now, in Acts, Acts chapter number 2, Acts chapter number 2, all right. Verse number 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, I read that, right? That's what most of us do, right? We read it. But do we dissect it? Do we break it down? Hmm? Do we break it down? Do we dig? Do we research? Okay. 
It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now, the word Pentecost there means 50. It also means jubilee. It means to celebrate. And it, it's another word that it means that we've, we've heard many times over. But I'm like, okay, God, what are, they, what are these folk talking about? It also means to reset. It means to reset. It's a year of release, but it's a year of faith. Then it also says, in my digging, it means Shemitah. Well, I've got a book, and I had read the book. Didn't faze me. I studied the part. Most of the time I didn't understand what he was saying because I didn't dig. Now, the word Shemitah there means on the Hebrew calendar, it is the year 5782. It's the year 5782. That same year for us today is the year 2022. Shemitah. Okay. Now, so the Shemitah comes every seven years. It comes every seven years. All right. I'm going to show you. I'm going to read some things here to you. You might want to write them down. For all y'all that were spending money, you might want to write this down. You might want to write this down. Okay, you might want to write this down. Now, because the Shemitah comes every seven years, and as I went back to do the research, in 1917, the year 1917, it says 40% of the U.S. stock market was crashed. I know some of y'all said, well, that's not significant. You watch and see, it will be. In the year 1931, 86% of the stock market was wiped out. It was the worst financial crisis that ever was. Okay? Now, we're dealing with seven years. Now, in the year 1938, 50% of the stock market was wiped out. And we had a global recession. Okay? In 1945 was the end of World War II. In 1973, 48% of the stock market was wiped out and we had a global recession. Mind you now, this is every seven years. And that's the answer to this. And in, in 1980, the, the U.S. and the whole world, the global world, were in a recession. In 1987, 33% of the stock market was wiped out. And in 1994, the bond market crushed. It crashed. In 2001, of the U.S. stock market was wiped out, and we had 9-11. Y'all remember 9-11? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Now, in 2008, 50% of the U.S. stock market was wiped out, 2008, and we were in a global recession. See, they didn't tell us that. They didn't tell us none of that. They didn't tell us we were in a recession. They made us think everything was fine. But when they changed presidencies, then things began to get exposed. Now, in 2015, there was a sharp fall in the share market. And I said, Lord, what, what, what are you saying? What are you trying to reveal to us? Because we're in the year 2022, which on the Hebrew calendar is 5782. When you look at the every seven years, all I am seeing is financial hardship. So in the year 2022, expect a financial hardship. There's going to be chaos, but there's also going to be restoration. But first, we're going to have that financial hardship. No, y'all just bless your, bless the soul. I'm I always I'm always missing, uh, but I'm just a bargain shopper. That that's my downfall in my life. I don't spend a whole lot of money on nothing. That's just me, okay? That's just me. But some of us think that because we got it, then we can pay all these high prices. Uh Uh-uh. Not here. See, you have to learn that what we're about to face, and wake that brother up, please. And, And what we've got to learn is that hardships and hard times are coming. Financial hardships are coming. And we got to make sure we are in line with what the Holy Spirit is telling us. See, when you got the indwelling of the Holy Spirit on the inside, God will speak to you and let you know what's coming and how to prepare yourself. You see, the problem is this. In the book of Leviticus, the land was supposed to rest every seven years. But some reason, man thought he knew more than God. That was the, the Sabbath rest. It was the Sabbath rest. We got it all mixed up. You ride up and down highway number nine. There's not just about not a tree nowhere. How is the land going to rest with houses built on top of it? The land is not resting. The land has to rest just like you and I. And we need to be careful when we talk about our rest because we take every day as rest. We take seven days. We don't, we don't take that one day to rest. We take all seven of them. We choose whatever day we want to. We just, this is my day of rest. No, that's your day of laziness. See, it's a Sabbath for the Lord. See, it's a Sabbath for the Lord. See, there's some things we, 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 need, we need to know. Now, let's go back to Acts chapter number 2. Cause that's, and I want to leave that with you so we know what road we're headed for. Because sometimes... 
We're very wasteful. Instead of being good stewards. This year's a year of financial hardship. <laughs> now, let's, let's, let's deal with Acts chapter number 10. It's verse number 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that means they were all on one accord in one place. They had perfect unity. Last week we had perfect unity. Holy Spirit comes in. He takes over the whole place. Couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. And then I, I got ticked. I told somebody, I said, them jokers didn't even want to leave. They, they was waiting for some more. They were wanting some more. But see, you got to make yourself available so when he comes and land, you get everything that you need. And I was hanging around the pool. The pool of Bethesda, waiting for some more. To get dipped right back in that wall. But he did his job. Because see, he's a governor over this earth. He had to come. Jesus said, I got to, I've got to leave so I can sing you that comforter. To teach you. But we have to have perfect unity. See, not only the unity in the corporate body, but we've got to have unity within our body, soul, and spirit. All three has to be lined up. Perfect unity. And when perfect unity comes, verse number two says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. It was sudden. You can't plan for the Holy Spirit to show up at your house. You can't play. He, that's why I got a problem with folks that on the television when they're laying hands on the sick, it's always, you know, you see them when they're on TV laying a hand. They, they always get the same, the same one, you know. You know, the different ones. Got on TV advertising. Bam. Come on up here. Line up. Line up. Boom. 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 That tell me that ain't no Holy Ghost. He don't work on a time clock, not our time clock. He works on the clock of the Father. They falling down. Oh my goodness! One time I was in this. This is in my crazy days. Okay, my crazy days. I went to a Benny Hinn thing. You know, I couldn't wait. You know, we was all excited. We up there, and he telling the folks to stand up in the, in the stands and stuff, and he went waving his hand, and everybody, the whole three or four rows fell back. Come on. The Holy Ghost don't move it because you wave your hand. You better have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost in you. And I'm falling out like the rest of them because I was, I was ignorant. Can I be real? I was ignorant. I was stupid. Didn't know no better. Wasn't taught no better. That's why you better know this book for yourself. You don't put him on a time clock. If you come in here fired up with Jesus on your heart and on your mind, I'm telling you supernatural things will take place in the house. There's no way you can go out the same way you came in. Say so he came Suddenly. Lord, last week was a suddenly. Yes, Jesus. It was a suddenly. 
Next thing we know, boom, we didn't know what was going on. And then we, we, we sat down waiting for some more. No, he said, I'm through, baby. I'm through. I'm through right now. You know, I'm going to let you taste of me and see that I'm good. See, we need the taste of him. We need the taste of him. Oh, I tell you, he was good. I'm telling you, he was good. He showed up suddenly. It was like, a, he says, it's like a, a mighty, um, wasn't just an ordinary wind. When he comes in, he just knocks everything down. See, he's a mighty rushing. I mean, he'll rush in on us. He'll rush in on you. You won't even know what you're, what's going to happen to you. I'm like, God, oh, thank you. And I know we all like, want days, more days like that, but we have to wait on his time schedule. Not our time schedule. Because he told his disciples, he says, told them, says, yeah, y'all go, go wait. Wait, tarry. Wait on him. Wait on him. And then verse, verse number three says, now, here's where it gets interesting. Verse number three in Acts number two says, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. That word, uh, uh, cloven there means split, diverse. But those tongues, it's talking about languages here. When we go on down, we're going to understand what we're talking about. Okay? You see, if we are a part of the kingdom, the kingdom has a language different from the language of the world. See, if, if we're caught up in, and, and the, the language of the world is the materialistic things, but the language of heaven, the kingdom, it's about the spirit. Okay, now let's, let's, let's read on. Oh, Lord Jesus, let's read on. And verse number four says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them altars. Now, this is not saying that you don't speak in tongues because there is a gift of tongues according to the Bible. But it takes the Holy Spirit that allows you to, to speak in it, to give alterance. And then the Bible says you've got to have an interpreter, okay? So we want to make sure we got a full understanding. Because I'm going to read you what the book of Acts say in chapter number 2, okay? Now, it says this in verse number 5. He says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. you got to remember now that these people that's in this upper room, they're Galileans, okay? They had some men and they had some women, okay? But they're Galileans, all right? Now, it says in verse number 5 that there in this place around them, they were devout men. They were from every nation under the heaven. Then verse number 6 says, Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and was confounded. They were confused. Here's the answer why they were confused. Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. They were able to understand. 
They were able to understand. All those people that was around, they were able to understand because the Holy Spirit has given the, the Gal- Galileans a means of being able to speak the languages that people understood. It says from all nations. Do you not know sometimes when you, if, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, I don't care who you speak to, if they, if they, if they don't know Christ, then you can be able to witness to them by speaking in that language something that they can understand. See, our problem is we, we, we don't know how to witness. That, that, that's, that's the problem. We don't know how to witness. Paul said, I became as. He just said, I, I did what they did. That's not what he said. He said, I became as in order that some can, can, can be won. So you've got to learn. You've got to know how to speak to the world in order for them to receive Jesus Christ. It's not about a church. And this, this is, this, he's going to blow this thing down one day. This building, he's going to blow this down one day. But you just got to make sure this right here, your temple is standing and it don't get blown down. That, that's the key. We got it all mixed up. Okay, let me finish. Let me, let me finish now. Now he says, he says now, Verse number 7, Acts chapter 2. It says, And they were all amazed, and they marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all of these which speak Galileans? And then the last verse, verse number 8 says, And how hear we every man in our own tongue, meaning language, wherein ye were born. Where we were born, spoken that language. See, we got to go back and revisit the book. And we got to do more than read. We got to study. But you know what? You're going over there in another chapter. They were talking about the Holy Spirit. And one of the disciples was talking to him. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you've been saved? <laughs> they said, well, we don't know nothing about no Holy Ghost. See, that's in the book too. So what he did was he laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Just like they did on the day of Pentecost. See, we need a Pentecost experience. We need that. We need that. We need God to come in and infiltrate these old vessels of ours, tear stuff down in us. Because, see, the Holy Spirit, he is sensitive. You remember back there in Genesis where he said, he kept sending the dove out. The dove kept coming back. Kept coming back, kept coming back until he could find some rest. The Holy Spirit wants some rest. We need to clean up. We need to clean up so he can dwell because we are the temple of the Father. I am thankful and grateful for the sleepless nights, Sister Mars, because I learned some things myself. I learned some things. But what I do want to say to you, 2022 is going to be a 
pretty rough financial year. Use wisdom. And most of all, pray that we be indwelled with the Holy Spirit. That he be on the inside of us. How else are we going to get our teaching if we don't have the governor, the Holy Spirit over the earth? How can we be taught if we don't have nobody to teach us? Bible talks about when you got the Holy Spirit, so you don't need no man to teach you. But there must be something wrong somewhere because the Bible is not a lie. That must mean that we're not hearing. So God sends a man to teach because our ears are dull to the Holy Spirit. I had to, Minister uh, 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 Allen was talking about repenting. <laughs> Some of y'all did not like you need to repent for nothing this morning. You know we did. Even if you was hollering at your youngin this morning. Or if you hollered at your spouse. Sometimes I holler at mine. I don't know about y'all. But I forgot, you know, we, we holy than thou. We got it all going on. Mm-mm. 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 To repent means to redo. Do it over again. Got to do it over. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There was a time when it was so sensitive to the Holy Spirit after I first got saved. When I was working, I was delivering mail. <laughs> if I got lost, you know who I called on? I said, Holy Spirit, show me which way to go. I'm lost. I'm honest. I was l- literally lost. Driving a postal vehicle with people's mail in it. I was lost. So I called on him to give me direction. How many of us call on him now today to get direction? In everything. In, in everything. In everything. Not some things, but everything. 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 Boy, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his wound. Amen. Amen, 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 amen.